Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. That kid is back on the escalator again. Leave it alone. What? Comics. Who are you? I'm Batman. TV and movies. Wrestling. Uh, Music. We are just A podcast about things you actually care about, hosted by a couple of guys who actually care about those things, too. What? Did we just become best friends? Yep. Maybe a little too much. Yes. That's awesome. The talented one, Chris Machete. That no-talent ass clown became famous. And Brenton, you know, that guy from your other favorite podcast. I liked it. I was good at it. So grab onto the handrail and don't let go. This is the Kids on the Escalator podcast. Here's CM and BD. Brent's got to take a poop. Oh, no. Oh, we're live. Right on. Hi, everybody. How's it going? You're just missing Brent. Brent just left to take a poop. (laughs) He's doing a number two right now. It's live. It is. And that's what happens. Sometimes you got to poop. See, Mike, I think it's because he drinks too much coffee. Makes him poop a lot. (laughs) Oh, look, we're number one. We are. See, he did it number two. He's got both fingers up. Start this shit without me. What the hell are you doing? There he goes. He just dropped. dropped. You start the shit without us because you took shit. Uh, I got to make sure we're online. Why are we online? Oh, we're online, poop man. <laughs> I'm not sold. I'm not sure. I'm not sold that we are because I don't see it anywhere. Bummer. I got it on right beside me. I'm watching it go down as we speak. Really? Yep. Because I'm. Yeah, you guys talk right amongst there, yourselves. Talk amongst, talk amongst talk yourselves. yourselves. Oh, man. Mike, are you watching uh, the Falcon Winter Soldier? I am. I am. I am digging it. I'm digging it for a a lot of reasons, most of which I'm I'm very unfamiliar with a lot of the the uh, alternate Captain America storylines, which I know you're you could fill me in 10 times over. Um, I'm digging it. I'm digging the vibe of it. Uh, I love the way it's being shot. It is very much uh, MCU sort of Avengers light. Um, but it's got elements of of like lethal weapon going on. It's that whole buddy cop sort of partners that can't get along. But mm-hmm. uh, I'm I'm really I'm really liking it. Uh, it's interesting how they're sort of, uh, for lack of a better word, retconning certain parts of the uh, post snap world that yeah. uh, that Spider Man. Uh, far from home was uh, sort of implying that everything was great and we're back to European trips and all that. And now you're getting a sense that uh, no, no, the blip, uh, things aren't rosy now that everybody's back. So uh, I'm, I'm really liking that. And yeah, I just, I really like the, uh, I, I like the interaction between uh, Anthony Mackie and, and uh, Sebastian Stan, who, by the way, man, there are some shots where it's like, throw that 80s blondish brown wig on his head. He can play Luke Skywalker. Totally, he totally yeah. can. He, they, I, I think that, that's the way I, I thought maybe they would go in The Mandalorian if they did bring Luke in there, is they'd have him in. 
Yeah, it's uh, but it's it's great. I I don't know. Like, are you? I'm I'm assuming you're loving it too. Oh yeah, right from the get go, from that first uh, Falcon mission, it was great. You know, and then of course I know about uh, U.S. Agent there. I know how much John of an Walker. Evil he's, okay. Oh, he's gonna become. You're gonna hate him so much, dude. It's just funny because people are like, oh, I, I already, already do hate him. Do hate him? Yeah, I was just gonna say, oh. and uh, and it's what I was saying to my wife Carolyn is that it's really uncanny how much he looks like his dad. And oh, his yeah. dad was a planet. So, I mean, right. there you go, right? You know, right, right. I can it's, see it's... why John Walker has a lot of ego in him. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the nerd dad. I like how the, I'm, I'm loving the the real breakdown story about how the, how the Avengers never made any money. I love yes. this thing. I love how, yes. how uh, I, was, I love the fact that uh, um, he couldn't get a loan. I mean, I don't Shopping, like it. Yeah. I mean, I like the idea of the the premise of it. And I heard it was triggering for a whole bunch of people over yeah. there. Mm. I heard that they were having a hard time with, uh, with it, but it's a, it's a definitely an accurate uh, depiction of what's going on. Right. I, and I'm trying to figure out why everybody's coming down on Tony Stark. Like, I, was he like was he obligated to pay the Avengers just because he had money? Why should Tony Stark be paying the Avengers? This should <laughs> well, he, gave him, he gave them a place to live. He gave them food. He gave them entertainment. You know, yeah. So but <laughs> I don't think yeah, he owed them anything. Else. I did. I did like the reality kick to it, and you know that scene where he's in the bank and he's like, "Hey, you know who I am," you know, yeah. and it still didn't work. So, uh, yeah, it's it's a very different kind of. Uh, universe that they're they're setting up here, uh, even compared to Wandavision, it's uh, it it seems gritty. Seems more. It's it seems almost like this is this is what uh, they they want it to be. But because you know you've built this whole phase one up to be like super happy, yay, snap, everything's great. And, and I think that uh, Kevin Feige and company uh, at the top just sort of realized maybe we should, you know, I don't think things would be as great as everybody thinks with, with the blip and the, and, and the finger snaps. So, uh, and I love the tease at the end, that whole uh, helmet Zemo uh, yeah. sitting in the cell. And did you catch the cell number that he was in? Um, no, no, I don't think 2187. What cell number was 2187? That's got to be oh, Princess Leia. Princess Leia, my wife. Princess said. Leia. There we yeah. go. That's cool. right. So again, another little Easter egg Star Wars uh, thing uh, that uh, it's a, a Star Wars with. Marvel high five. Yeah, it was. Uh, it was. It was kind of like ah, I know that. So nice. anyway, but the uh, it's a really cool. Us. It's really cool what they did with that, and they had to. I love. They had to come out swinging. So it was like. Iron Eagle and Top Gun right off the get go. <laughs> yeah, and a blast and right through it. Really and, but but it's only a six episode run, right? But I, I, is I that all that, it is? I wasn't aware. Yeah, it's only six. But I think that they had to probably be like, all right, guys, like we got to go here. We got to go because yeah. everyone was almost out on Wanda. We got to go, go, go to give them what right. they want. And I think that they hammered it. Good. It was great. Yeah. Black Widow is next, right? And you can either go to the theater and see it or spend 30 bucks and watch it at home. I will wear a mask. I will sit distanced from my family like mm-hmm. three cities over to see it because I really, you know, a Marvel movie like that needs to be seen on a big screen. And, you know, I, I know I missed the uh, the whole talk yeah, you guys had on, on the Snyder Cut and 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 uh, Justice oh, League. We haven't really dove into the Snyder Cut. No, we haven't at all. 
Oh, no. I thought you guys may have touched on it with no, because Brett Gary, hasn't so. seen it yet, so I no. haven't really dove into it. But I loved I it, dude. I saw I it have, and I really I liked it. I don't have the crave. I don't no, you got to text Taylor and say, "Hey, give me that number." You know, I've sent her seven texts. Thank yeah, God. right. That's okay. She only you stayed at the house it. for. She only stayed at the house. You know, we only fed her. No, I know. She you sent me a five dollar crave fucking subscription. Sure, she can. Just don't go on there the same time I'm on there, so I get kicked off. And I, I mean, I didn't see Justice League. When it came out the first time, because uh, sorry, Brent, not much of a DC guy after mm-hmm. sort of the Dark Knight trilogy, and uh, I I haven't seen Wonder Woman eighty four. I don't. I haven't seen Wonder Woman. I haven't seen Aquaman. I just eh, there was no real thrill. But I did watch the Justice League Snyder cut, mm-hmm. like everybody else. It was in the news, and you wanted to see. You know, could this <laughs> could this have been made better originally? And I think it. It had some real potential. Uh, mm. I love I love Barry Allen, man. That that ah, dude great? is it's it's a great character, and uh, uh, I still think Ben Affleck is weak, weak sauce as Batman. But yeah, I, I thought it either, was dude. I thought it was a little bit better the way he sort of rejigged a few things here and there. So uh, mm. I, I'm not a big fan of the decision to go with the uh, the four by three letter bar. Oh. Like, uh, to keep it in his original vision or yeah, something, they said, right? Yeah, uh, I don't know. Uh, I was like, eh, okay, whatever. But mm. hey, at least you got a four-hour cut of uh, of Justice League the way it was supposed <sighs> so, to be. One thing I want to mention, Mike, and I don't think this will throw Brent off too much because okay. at, at the very end they show uh, all these the future movies they're going to spin off. Yes, and they show a Jared Leto Joker. Yeah, he is way too young to be the Joker. Yeah, uh, he's got, he's got to be, but he's got to be Jason Todd is, is what my angle is that because that, that can't be the Joker. It, it's just yeah. too young. It's uh, yeah, I, again, I, I really don't know what they were going for there. I mean, I get it. But uh, at the same time, I think it was just kind of a, hey, let's let's throw this in as a woo, you know, yeah. shocker well, type thing. different timelines, because that, that would have been because um, there's a comic book based on that. It's a different DC timeline. OK. That, Barry Allen creates, and then they have to, and yeah, and things get screwed up, right? Superman becomes evil. What's this multiverse timeline? Yeah, different? right. What? It, that's yeah. so. So here's the thing about Barry Allen, which is really cool about the Flash, is that every time he changes something by his speed, he screws mm-hmm. something up also, and it comes back to haunt him, uh, right? Okay. So that's kind of the cool thing about about the Flash, and, and and again, I really like that actor that played him. I thought he was great. I love the. Uh, the different way we were introduced to him through the pet store. It was different in the right. other cut. You were introduced to him totally different way. Oh, but, okay. Uh, yeah. Alex doesn't want him. Alex doesn't want him. He wants the flash <laughs> from the TV show. I just started oh. watching that. It's pretty good. I'm trying to bounce around and catch some Mike, a good one to come in on is uh, man of steel. That's a, that's a, the I've Superman seen man movie. of steel. I I, I've seen man okay. of steel. I liked it. And yeah, I did too. I, I, but again, part of me is like, you know, I'm I'm an old school kid. I, I Superman two, there is no there's nobody better than Terrence Stamp when it comes to General Zod and that whole you know kneel before Zod. Oh, I love that. Now, Michael Shannon though he was uh, on fire. No, Michael Shannon was good coming out of Boardwalk Empire. He was everyone was like, let's get him. And then and I was- liked. I liked how in Man of Steel they gave Zod a little more depth as a character, you know, with the whole idea. Yeah, that you got he some was, more backup and he stuff was, backstory. He was sort of friends with uh, Kal or not Kal with Jor-El, and yeah. like they were, but you know, difference yeah. of opinions and philosophies. I thought that was really neat, but uh, yeah, it was it was one of the best. It's better than Brandon Routh for sure mm. as Superman. 
the I can, uh, I, I can get through that one. I'm telling you, I really and if I don't know if you guys have seen like Superman and Lois yet, but they're killing it. It's great. It's no, have you seen? Did great. you watch Krypton? The TV show Krypton? No, no. Because that was pretty cool. Because it was that was about Superman's dad, who you just named, and I'm blanking on his name. Okay. Jarrell. Jarrell, yes, he'll be for Zod. Um, and uh, so it's about him when he was younger. But there's a I don't know if you guys are familiar with the uh, comic book character Lobo. There's a live action Lobo in there through a couple episodes and some oh. other lesser known characters from the DC universe that you wouldn't expect to be in there. And some of the, some of the stuff's really, really cool. Like there's some good stuff in there. That's for sure. See, there's a lot of DC characters that are probably <sighs> prominent characters that I would Too feel much are like, the, yeah, there's a lot to look at characters, but I, see, in between, in between stuff, I, uh, the Marvel stuff, I got to dive in there and get some DC. I'm not the biggest DC fan either, but big news of the day. Obi-Wan Kenobi cast oh, announcement. Yeah, stoked. Big, uh, that's, stoked. That is a name that I haven't heard in a long, long <laughs> that's awesome. time. You know what? The, the, the biggest difference between this one and The Mandalorian for me is The Mandalorian. I was looking forward to all these side characters that were going to pop in, right? And right. for Obi-Wan, I'm just, because he's my favorite Jedi and he's like, I'm just looking for the Obi-Wan story. So a lot of these actors and actresses that are brought in, for one, I don't know who they are. And mm-hmm. for two, I don't know who they would be playing. It would be major characters. So it's it's a different, spin, different, totally different spin on this one for me than the Mandalorian, which makes it exciting. You know what I mean? Like I'm not, I'm not looking for, you know, all these extra characters from different stories. I'm looking at Obi-Wan and what are you going to do with my beloved Obi-Wan? And I can't wait. I can't well, wait. I, th- I thought it was cool that they yeah. brought back the, uh, original actors from the original trilogy, like from the prequel trilogy, uh, prequel trilogy. Uh, so aunt uh, Baru and uncle Owen mm-hmm. uh, are the same actors. Uh, you I didn't know, Christensen and Ewan McGregor are the same. Uh, but some of the casting casting choices, interesting uh, because I don't know if you saw the Instagram of uh, Moses Ingram. She mentions playing with lightsabers. Now, my knowledge was that the Jedi were wiped out with the exception of Obi-Wan and Yoda. So is it possible that she is part of Darth Vader's Inquisitors? Wow, that would be which cool. would be a very cool angle to 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 sort of focus around this that you know they're out hunting Obi-Wan and mm. uh, and looking for uh, well, I, I guess they don't really know that uh, there are the twins uh, that are in the galaxy. Uh, so, uh, yeah, it's it looks great. I'm just super jazzed to see Ewan McGregor play Obi-Wan again. I loved him as Obi-Wan. Yeah. Um, Hayden Christensen, it'll be interesting to see if, because he got a real bum rap for his acting. Sadly, yeah. In the prequel was, trilogies. Uh, my shitty acting is real. <laughs> That's, <saga. laughs> That's funny. That's funny. I thought it was more the lines. I thought it was more some of the lines he was the saying writing. than his it, delivery. The writing was Yeah, was right? Awful, I, I don't know man. how you can blame him. But I will but say... Best but, lightsaber duel ever is at the end of... Uh, and this the uh, um, Revenge of the Sith. Or, uh, yeah. sorry, uh, yeah. Uh, yep, that's it, buddy, yeah. Revenge, Revenge of the, of the Sith. Sith. I was thinking of Re- Revenge of the Jedi, which was the original <laughs> name it for is. Return. Yeah, oh, um, you find a poster as sure to that, grab it. But I was not a big fan originally of the, of the prequel trilogies, but my boy Owen got really... Like, he loves Revenge of the Sith, and I've gone back and... And you know what? That last fight scene for... As cheesy as the dialogue is, um, is really, really good. And it's yeah. solid. But, you know, again, it's it's the dialogue and Hayden Christensen. And I want to, I hope, I hope, I hope that because we're not really sure if we're going to see him, 
you know, outside of the mask at all, mm. which seems kind of ridiculous that you're going to bring Hayden Christensen back to give him a James Earl Jones voice. Nah, I think you got to give it, you got to have him be walking like scarred up and like there's, you know. there's a lot of things in that's the his Friday books. night wear. Yeah. <laughs> Style <and> disco wear. <laughs> there's, there's a, a storyline in the newer comics and it, he does a Obi-Wan um, does a flashback with Anakin and they kind of redo the last battle again. And it's kind oh. of a, what if, if this would have happened because Obi-Wan's struggling with whether he did the right thing or not. You know what I mean? Okay. So he, he does this flashback on that battle and the battle is redone um, in a couple different ways. So I, they may do that. Maybe, maybe they'll do like a flashback well, where, where that's how they do it. I'm, I'm not sure. The only thing with, with flashbacks though, is again, you got, I mean, Hayden Christensen, if you go by the eight by 10 that they've got as his, uh, cast picture on the uh, big mm. press release, he still looks pretty young. Like All he, right. he hasn't aged much, but farm life, I think right? it's, I think it's going to be hard to go back and do any, uh, adventures of Obi-Wan and Anakin, when he looks like he's, you know, he could be Anakin's dad, basically. Yeah. We're not getting always digitally. They can digitally. We're not getting anything new, right? Mandalorian until next year, obviously. No, no. and, and this won't come out till twenty twenty two either. So then I've seen right. this today. Oh, the yes, Bad Batch. The oh, I didn't watch that yet. And that's yes. going to yes. come on May the 4th. So it's this sort of day. like on Star Wars Day, they're going to have that. And I'm sure yeah. there's going to be more announcements. That's cool. But what do we think, uh, how that's flowing? Because our, our sometimes, uh, you know, uh, host here, or, or guest uh, JJ that comes on, doesn't want to see too many more of these origin stories. Like he's over it. I right. and And I totally, I agree that uh, it gets to a point where, you know, I... Just give me something new. And I, I think the Bad Batch is going to be interesting because... Um, what is the Bad to, Batch, by the way? Let's the Clone it. Clone Force 99. They were super clone troopers. or They're the just, rejects. Yeah. Who, the, black, the black ones they that were get sent de- down? They were defected. They all had, they, had, they all had personal defects of different kinds yeah, that right. made it so that they couldn't go out to the, with all the clone troopers. And when you saw them, you could see they were a little bit different, like, you know, yeah. deformities from their cloning. Is that going to be an animated series or live action? Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Bad Batch is an animated, yeah. Because they're actually in an episode of Clone Wars, right, of the cartoon. Yeah. And it's interesting because in the trailer, uh, which you haven't seen yet, Chris, but it's actually very cool. Uh, well, I'll, I'll see. You, can, you don't Fennec have to Shand, don't worry about spoiling it. So Fennec Shand mm-hmm. uh, appears. So there's a bit of a Mandalorian crossover. Nice. And apparently, um, uh, Saul, was it Saw Gerrera from Rogue One, Forrest Whitaker's character, mm. will make an appearance in this cartoon too. So it's interesting to see that Rogue One and Mandalorian really have... Uh, you know, they seem to be showing that they were some pretty successful Disney properties in the Star Wars realm because they're they're sort of being uh, tapped into again for this new Bad Batch as well. Um, I, again, haven't seen Clone Wars and Bad Batch looks cool. Whether or not, I, I don't know if I'm, I don't know if the animated stuff is is really going to tap my interest as much as the live action stuff. Uh, which, by the way, some of the shows that are coming up, it's insane that mm. they're doing all this. So, um, uh, yeah. But Obi-Wan definitely looks, I mean, just on paper, it looks really good. They are playing the whole plots, everything, very, very close to their chest. And they're just, I guess they're starting to film April 4th or something like that. Um, so they're just mm. starting off. 
And I'm sure, like most Disney properties, this thing will be locked down uh, immensely. Uh, who was it? Oh, um, because uh, Benedict Cumberbatch was doing press, sort of to dive off of this and just back into the whole Disney thing, was doing press for some movie. I don't know what it was, but he was on a Zoom call and his camera was aimed at the ceiling. Because Disney does not want people to see what he looks like while filming uh, oh. Doctor Strange 2. Right. Because apparently there's some whole new look that Doctor Strange is uh, is getting in this film. So You got to uh, listen to our interview, our, our, our show from last week, Mike, because um, our guest uh, gave us kind of this breakdown of the secrecy around DC and oh, Marvel wow. and kind of how it all went. It was amazing. Oh, wow. It was Star amazing. Wars one though, right? Like, holy cow. That was because he, he knew about a lot of things that were going to happen. Like he knew about the death ago. of Han Solo before, like well before it was going to happen, you know? Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Excuse me. So yeah. So he, and he was NDA, NDAs, man. Like they, you know, they, they do tons of stuff and I get that like in my, you know, mm-hmm. in my sort of, small part of the entertainment world uh i'm constantly faced with that like you know most most gigs now uh, i get auditions where i have to sign pieces of paper that say you can't even talk about what you're reading in this audition because mm. you know and even then a lot of the cases i don't know what it actually is but you can kind of figure it out by by what the copy is but yeah it's it's very you know it's so easy now to spoil stuff and to, you know, get things out on the internet. And I don't want to be like, I really, really don't want to be spoiled on, on a lot of this stuff now. Yeah. I don't mind so much after the fact, like with Falcon and the Snowman, or Falcon and the Snowman. Snowman. Wow. <laughs> There's an 80s movie That's reference. Why, why haven't they redone that one? Yeah, Sean Penn as an old Falcon. That's right. Uh, it's or no, leading into our BJ and the Bear talk. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, no crossover. I I do love going in afterwards and, and sort of reading up on stuff. Like, again, I had no clue who John Walker, you know, really what was behind that. Uh, but I like going in afterwards and, and, you know, reading articles about the show and, and sort of, oh, okay, so this is what this is and this is what this is. So that I, I don't mind after the fact, but... I don't want to know plot details. I don't want to know, like, I like that idea of, of watching a show, not knowing what to expect, and then legitimately going, oh, like WandaVision with uh, Evan Peters. That was a real, like, oh, yeah. uh, even though they totally bonered that whole thing up in the end. But, uh-huh. you know, wah, wah. <laughs> but we had, uh, we got some people out and we brought them all back in. So it was great. Mm-hmm. Yeah, awesome. and uh, man, they, Disney's really—they've—they've they've figured it out, and um, even just their their whole timelines with when they're releasing stuff as we go along, even amidst COVID and the pandemic, they've really done a good job of of keeping the pacing so that, like you were saying, Brent, Wandavision, we peaked. Let's not, you know, let's not completely bung this up and have some dead time. But we're gonna uh, cross over for yeah, a minute because yeah. Daryl here. Yeah. From Indie Week, Daryl Harris. How you doing, buddy? Welcome back. Hey, Daryl. What's up, buddy? How you doing? Hey, guys. You're on some hardcore nerd talk before we get into the music talk. And I'd ask you if you're a Marvel <laughs> and a, a Marvel and a Star Wars fan. We're talking Falcon and the Winter Soldier. We were talking Wanda. We're talking to Ben Keno- the Obi Wan Kenobi announcement today with or yesterday with the cast. So why don't you? I don't know if you heard any of this stuff that we were talking about, but we're uh, let's 
get, hammer us with your like uh are you marvel fan or uh, a star wars fan which one is more marvel or dc or marvel DC? or dc which star do you prefer? wars that's the yeah. big one marvel hands down 100 percent uh i do like the dark knight series out of dc but almost everything else not really a fan um but marvel 100 percent, and what they do is really amazing how they thread storylines together and years of development like it's really crazy how they built this empire and I, i use it as a I actually use it as an example in talking music all the time because, you know, I kind of use this phrase that you want to get to the end game and Mm -hmm. look at how they were able to launch a movie and it made a billion dollars in three days or something like that is crazy. Mm -hmm. Right on. Well, it's, it's the long game, right? It's they, you know, as opposed to the quick fix where it seems like DC was just trying to, you know, Go for the big, quick. Get me started, against man. What happens, on the but. DC thing, I'm dying <laughs> for them to get this right. It's driving me crazy. Well, Snyder cut was had, had they stuck with Snyder, or had Snyder been able to stick with it, maybe things would have been different. Split but that I think, one into two movies, that would have been pretty. Good. We touched on it though with JJ a few episodes back. It, yeah. I think it comes down to villains, and mm-hmm. Marvel just seems to have better villains that uh, you want the heroes to defeat and. The it's all about the villains, but, but also Marvel makes it fun. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. it's Guardians really, of the Galaxy, that's such a good ride, huh? The music hilarious. in that one, wow! Oh, and Ragnarok. Ragnarok oh, starts, the and they're already starts doing it with. Uh, they're already doing it with. Well, actually, sorry. Let me. James Gunn at least is. It seems to be pulling in the same. Uh, all vibe anyway. The Suicide Squad, like when he's, he's yes. got the, the soundtrack, and it's a little mm-hmm. bit more of a fun thing. Hoping that they gave him a little bit of a yeah a, a rope there. But Ken uh, Lashley was on with us last week. He draws for Marvel and DC, and he was very Star like Wars. Star Wars. He was very much like wow. Marvel brought him to the studios. He was thinking he was going there for a tour. They were doing it as a job interview. Oh, and wow. he, he turned <laughs> yeah. it down. So that's another hour. We could well, talk they wanted to relocate. Over. They're like, they Listen, to relocate. we have a job for you, but you got to relocate. And he looked at his wife and his wife looked at him and he's like, uh, <laughs> when do I got to answer this? He was there and having fun, right? Woo. So, so where, where is this job going to take place in a galaxy far, far away? Far Sorry, my wife's not into it. <laughs> he was oh, talking man. about the difference between Marvel and DC. And I, and I, uh, and it's funny Daryl. I'm sure we'll get into this on the, on the music side of it, but how Marvel is like on a Friday going, we need, we need something for Monday. And it's fun. And everyone's like, yeah, dude, we got this, we need this. And, and, and DC was like, listen to me, this is the way it's going to be. Like it's It's our calendar. Here's what we got sketched out for the month. All right. And at the end of the month, we're going to start there. Yeah. Marvel's just like, what's going on this weekend, dude? Cause we could really use this cover. (laughs) Yeah, you got it. And I think that sounds more fun too. Yeah. It sounds more fun. Right. Then it's, uh, I'm sure there's record labels like that, that are like, you can't sign these bands. And then there's the guys who signed um, with Andrew WK. Right. (laughs) Like, you know, you just take a flyer and let's see what happens. So, you know, and then have you, you guys said, you guys were talking about uh, Falcon and winter soldier. Oh yeah. Yes. Amazing start to the, to that series. I'm like, Again, right off the bat, they brought in the comedic aspect and, and it's entertaining and action. Like, I, I find these little series is like a movie production per series or per episode. And it's amazing. Like, I, I'd be curious to know what the budget is and how long it took to make each episode because uh, I, I think they're doing a great job at 
now they're threading the story to be the next story. And, and I think they're going to be introducing a lot of the new characters through these, uh, you know, these series in between the movies while we're waiting for the movies to get done. Dropping a lot more of the S-bomb uh, in in this Falcon and Winter Soldier, I noticed. There's a, there's a little, a, a, a little, yeah, there's a there's a little uh, little more swearing going on, which I was kind oh, of yeah. oh that S bomb, yeah that S bomb, <laughs> a little more swearing in this one, and I don't know if it's they're just trying to to sort of aim for an older audience, yeah, taking the forward? word back, making it so it's okay, right? I guess, I guess, but I, I think it works. It works in the context of of the show and what they're trying to get. It's yeah. You know, well, look, it's, I think they're going to set up these TV shows, and the whole phase is going to set up the next phase of mutants because they're going to bring in the X Men and Fantastic Four and all that, right? So they got to set it up proper, and they got all these characters are already committed to. So I think we're seeing a lot of little Easter eggs that are adding up to mutants. Um, I think when they head to uh, Madripoor here in Falcon Winter Soldier, um, apparently because that's where Wolverine hides out, right? In the comic oh, okay. books, and and okay. so we we may run in him. There's a lot of CD characters uh, in Madripoor that are that are mutants. So you hear what we're talking about anyway. here, Chris. You hear what you're talking about. You're talking about stuff that clearly someone has been sitting around planning. Whereas the rest of us are trying to, the DC fans are deciding whether they're going to put Tom Cruise in as Batman next. Oh no! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so we're going to figure. Okay. Can I can I say one thing? One thing I do not need is another Batman origin story. <laughs> Please, I do not need to know. However, they are talking Batman. about this new Batman focusing on more on. Uh, him being the best detective versus like, like it's really going to focus on his ability of being the best detective on, you know, in the world. And I think I'm down with that. Yeah. But we don't need to start at the start. We can just skip to he's Batman. We get it. Show a one, two minute sort of montage at the start and let's get on with it. Yeah. That one looks great. I think they're going to get it right there. Let's hope so. With uh, what's his face with Edward from uh, new or what is it? Twilight. What's his name? <laughs> Robert Pattison. Robert, Robert Pattison. Pattison. But then they've yeah, got right. uh, they've got Colin Farrell in there, I think, as the Penguin. They've got yeah, um, they've got some interesting people in there. Oh, they got uh, Lenny Kravitz's kid uh, in there as um, a Catwoman. Cool. Oh, yeah, well, okay. Something to look and, forward to. We'll see. Yeah, we'll see what happens stoked. with the old Batman if they can keep him a loader if he flies and into the lake. If I can go back to Marvel for a second, mm, I oh, am of course a you can. Marvel fan. It's kind of like you know they built Tony Stark. And like, can you imagine anyone else but Robert Downey Jr. being Tony Stark and Iron Man? And the same with Captain America. And like, they actually built it where it's like, they kind of need new heroes now because nobody wants to see those characters played by anyone else because they did such a good job. It's time for Deadpool to emerge and take (laughs) his throne. And you know what I mean? The humor of it and everything and just embrace Deadpool, man. He scatters across the the Marvel Universe in the comics. So it's great to see what damage he's going to do in uh in his new movie with with the right people behind it you know what i mean helping uh helping uh, ryan reynolds because he's awesome himself he is mm-hmm. deadpool right so so he gets the right people behind him man and we're gonna have a an awesome ride with that movie yeah and that's a prime example who else could yeah. be deadpool now no one you know like Wait, ryan killed like, it you totally also, brought that on to me with, with, with what you were saying my friend yeah and then that, that's what came to my mind was like just like ryan reynolds and deadpool right like yeah. And he also canned the last guy that didn't want to f- stick to his vision. Yeah. Well, so it's like, yeah. you're out, man. We're sticking yeah. it this way. And, so. and a, a, another trivia thing, about, and I'm sure everybody knows it, but Ryan Reynolds, what other superhero was he before? Was Green Lantern, man. DC, and it sucked. <laughs> Bad. Coincidentally, 
we our, our guest last week, Ken, one of his great buddies was the animator on that. Or he did the post, remember the post, um, not animation, the, the post effects on it. Oh, and so much, man. They had filmed, they had so filmed it already. Like so many interesting things. They had filmed it already. And then we're like, can you help us? And so we had to go in post and try to rescue it. And um, so that's where Ken was saying, let's focus on the fact that they hired my buddy to rescue it. No matter, like mm-hmm. if the film is bad, that's one thing. Like yeah. the film is terrible, but they hired my buddy to try to rescue it. So it might've been really bad, but it might've been, but it was really, 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 really bad. <laughs> we, my it buddy sucked, just made it. But it could have sucked even worse. That's right. My buddy made it really bad. It, <laughs> really, really it, bad. it looked good while sucking. <laughs> it used to suck and blow now it just sucks <laughs> well, i think i think we i think we've sucked and blowed the entire uh, comic in star wars uh, universe already so uh, i will uh i will say uh a bid you adieu as you move See on you, mike so we can't do that yet hold on mike oh come on oh, mike pongratz sorry, is back sorry mike, sorry, mike you gotta pongratz, pimp yourself for a minute mike pongratz is back for yeah. this week and then like we, we're gonna dive okay. in uh, some wrestlemania the preview stuff next week because your buddy's going for the whole thing and we're going to yes. talk about that. We, All right, Mike, where can people find you now, including the, the Peacock Network? <laughs> no, this is, and, and Adam and I, we were actually texting back and forth tonight, uh, you know, aside from hockey and, and, and the leaps and such. Uh, but I, I have a subscription to Peacock, which somehow I have, because yeah. uh, it's, yeah, anyway, um, I went and, uh, I looked on the network, <clears throat> the Edge and Christian show did not make the transition to Peacock. I wonder why. Uh, it's possible it may come in August because I know that a lot of the, uh, the content isn't going to be uh, added to Peacock because they're going through whatever, 17,000 hours of footage to make sure that it's up to Peacock or NBC Universal standards, uh, which they've already started to hack and slash some things. Uh, WrestleMania six, uh, Roddy Piper and bad news. Brown was cut out for racially insensitive, uh, undertones. Right. Yeah, um, I remember though, I remember which, I was there by the way. Yeah. And, there. uh, so I, I'm going through this and, and I'm, and I'm noticing it's not there. So I texted Adam like, dude, fucking Jay, he had to go to AEW because now it's not on the network. And uh, he was actually surprised that it wasn't. But, you know, as he Mike put was it, about to get some big checks. And that. No, absolutely not. <laughs> but it would have been nice to get, you know, some extra street cred to be say, to be able to say, yeah, you can check it out on Peacock. But um, it's possible it may go back in August. But if not, eh, you know what? Uh, it was a good run and, and I've got copies of it. And who knows? Maybe if Jay ever goes back to the WWE. Probably never. Uh, it'll it'll make a resurgence at some point. But uh, he's got a new documentary he's filming right now, apparently, because there's not enough Copeland material on the network. Uh, and he's got the uh, Mick Foley uh, edge from WrestleMania 25, mm-hmm. I think it was, the, uh, um, the No Holds Barred match. They did a whole... Um, documentary on on that match that's that's coming out very soon and adam saw the rough cut of it today and he said it looks amazing and they they kept a lot of the the blood and gore in it which i'm not surprised because you know what's on nbc peacock what movie hostile (laughs) if hostile can be on there you got to tell me that they can't put you know a little bit of uh wrestling uh, color from the wrestling on there right that's what they call when they get blood some color 
So tell us where you are, Mike, because Daryl's probably like, I know this voice. Where do I know, you know this what? voice from? I, I got to say, uh, I, I got to see, uh, uh, what's his name? Elamine. He does a podcast on, on CBC. Um, he actually tweeted out last week that he missed being at the movies. And he put the, the four boxes of Tommy Texter, Sally Soundtrack, Susie Seatkicker, and Harvey Hogger. So, uh, and I thought that was pretty cool because somebody's like, hey, Mike, somebody is, is missing these guys. So I went and I did a quick sort of video tweet to Elamine. And I'm like, hey, dude, because uh, his text was like, uh, I've. I, I feel like shit. I want to go back to seeing these guys. So I'm like, I don't want you to feel like poop. So I actually did a live action version in here of the Susie seat kicker. Uh, <laughs> Tommy spot. Texter. Yeah. And, uh, and it, again, it was cool to see things sort of blow up and, and uh, yeah, it only so did 80,000 views or something. Right? Yeah. I wish, I wish, I think I gained like seven new followers on Twitter, but <laughs> no, whatever. Uh, no, it's uh, same old, same old, just turn on TV. You'll probably hear me at some point. So nice. It's always good to hear you, Mike. Hey, it's always nice to be heard and it's nice to be heard here. So I'm looking forward to our uh, WrestleMania pre-show. Yeah, me too. Week, and uh, I'll see if I can dig any uh, information out. But uh, you guys don't want to know any of the the ins and outs of that stuff. Yeah, Surprise. I'm good. I'm good to hang and uh, just yeah. uh, just be a nerd about it. So That's I'll it. have some awesome wrestling questions for you as well. Oh, I'm, I would expect nothing less. Right on. I would expect nothing less. Right guys, enjoy the rest of the evening. I will talk right, to you buddy. all next week. And... Uh, uh, peace out. Thanks, man. That's Mike Pongratz, everybody. Our uh, sometimes co-host comes in. You've heard him in your ears for years. And uh, now he's on this show every now and again. Mm. And we talk about a lot of things. And uh, this is Daryl Hers, buddy. Hey, Daryl. week. How are hey, you, guys? man? Good, good. Busy as always. And, uh, you know, uh, looking forward to summer months on its way here. And uh, mm. hopefully spending some time outside because this lockdown stuff is, you know, it's time to get outside and see some uh, good weather. Yeah. Daryl comes to us from Indie Week uh, in Toronto, well, in abroad and online. Um, and Daryl, you were on my uh, Brenton on Tour podcast on the Quarantine Cast a few months back when you guys were uh, online promoting the initial festival. And now you've got Indie 101 Fest coming up, correct, in April? Yeah, Indie 101. It's an online music conference. Uh, just to give a quick snapshot is like yeah normally we do indie week in november which is music festival with like 240 bands and 24 venues all across toronto and a conference during the day and of course uh no venues right now and no live shows so we're doing conferences online uh we did screen by screen which is music and tech in february and now we're doing indie 101 in april uh really excited about it it's all talking about all the things an artist can do from songwriting creation to production promotion publishing distribution making money all that good stuff we have a friend of ours that runs the uh, kingston film festival and they had to go online this year so um Mm -hmm. struggles obviously what was uh, we didn't really catch up after indie week um, oh, I did some they, work for him. Oh, no, sorry. I thought you were talking about the film festival again. Sorry. Yeah, I'm just saying, like, we didn't catch up after the initial Indie Week because a lot of it was online, obviously. Oh, the, the, the film festival the, one. No, the, the Indie Week. I'm saying Daryl's Indie Week. Both, oh, right. yeah, sorry. Indie Both week. of them were online. <laughs> yeah, so we didn't revisit that side of it. And Chris had done some work for the Kingston Film Festival and had to do a whole online thing. So how was the online Indie pivot this year? Uh, it, it turned out amazing. Like, so... Uh, you know, we canceled last year 
originally, like when COVID started, I, I just was like, screw it. I'd rather have a year off as opposed to change a date, change a date to cancel a date to hmm. then re- like, Oh, that's like doing the work three times. And you know, sure. I kind of like doing it once. So I just canceled. And then uh, we decided to go online cause we saw that it could. And uh, we put it together in about three months and the feedback was huge. Uh, we had people tune in from all over the world. Um, I can't remember the number of countries that attended, but it was crazy. And so based on that feedback in December, I actually sort of thought, you know, if we wait a whole year to do this again, we're going to lose momentum. So we're basically doing, now we're crazy. Uh, we're doing a conference every quarter. So oh. So in December, I was like, okay, let's do more. And so we have already, like I said, we've already run a full conference in February, mm-hmm. which was just an idea in December. And that was great. Um, and then, so Indie 101 is in April. And we've actually had the best initial response for Indie 101 than we have for the previous two. Wow. Like we, we sold out our super early bird tickets, uh, which was like a great surprise mm-hmm. uh when you can sell tickets and you're doing stuff online uh that's cool uh, nice. but, the, but the funny part is is because it was just like okay let's do this we just announced dates that's it no schedule no speakers announced and we sold out of our super early bird and that says a lot about uh people's confidence in what we're doing and, oh. and we've announced some speakers and we're announcing as we go kind of doing it the marvel way you know? Nice, buddy. Yeah. Nice. Right. You know, announce the date like ah, it's coming later. Who's the director? Don't know. We'll tell you later. Uh, so, so we're kind of building it like that as we, so we've actually, like I said, I use that as our marketing tool, announce awesome. the date and build it. Uh, and it's working for us. It's, it's absolutely working for us and uh, we're having fun with it too. Um, good for you, man. That's good to hear. I'd like love hearing the positive side of the, I've so, cause I'm Brent and I are both from, Brent, more so from the music industry, I've branched off to a little more artistic since uh, the past few years drawing comic book stuff. But um, yeah, surrounded by music and and it's good to hear a successful music story over Mm. the COVID time because we had some people on there like, man, this sucks. Like, I don't know what I'm going to do, right? Like, we've had a few musicians on there. We ask them what they're going to do and they're like, I don't know. Well, uh, well, that's the that's that's one of the biggest motivators for us to do this. July. So we're almost on, like, we're going to be hitting a year of like, we also do a weekly session every Tuesday live on zoom and it's free. And uh, we have different people come in to talk about different topics within related to the music industry, but also mental health and wellness. And we've actually built this community of people that show up to everything we do now online. And they're just a great group of people, Mm -hmm. but they're connecting offline. Like people are remixing and collaborating and uh, songwriting and things like that. So uh, it's, it's funny how it's, it's going on because people are almost, I think, expecting everything to be online now. So unfortunately, because of the concert business being down and, and the live business being down that now people are going, okay. And at first all these bands were doing online concerts and some people were comfortable with that. And other people were like, eh. and when it was done, right. Uh, it's really, really good when it's not, it was like, eh, just okay. And I know a lot of bands were reluctant to that. So now that this is happening, it actually gives everybody a chance to join, like jump into the mix and kind of everyone can be involved. And same with the film festival, like everyone can be involved. If you didn't think you wanted to ever go to a film festival, but now you can go online. 
and just be a part of it. Whereas like you never would have thought about doing that before. So there is a bit of positiveness. And I think you're going to pull a lot of those online people with you throughout to the point where you might even have to change up the way the whole thing's going because people are expecting so much online right now. It's great. It is. And, and, you know, that part of that real positive feedback that we received from Indie Week was about three different categories. Uh, one, people saying, I've never been able to go to Indie Week because of work. And mm-hmm. people were posting photos on their socials like, where they had like two computers set up. They were still working, but they were listening on the other computer to our sessions at Indie Week. So yeah. they're still working. And then second, People were like, I could never afford to travel to Toronto for Indie Week. Mm. So people in Winnipeg and Calgary and Vancouver were tuning in and they couldn't attend Indie Week before. And then the third one, and this is really important, uh, people with accessibility issues that weren't able to actually physically attend for whatever reason were now able to participate fully and comment and communicate. So, so that was huge for us. That was a real big statement. And I don't think uh, that's been shone on yeah. enough either. Cause I, you know what? I feel bad that I wasn't even aware of that. I wasn't even thinking of the people that can't get out regardless of being shut down. You know yeah. what I mean? And I, Cause I'm aware when I go to concerts, how uncomfortable it is for some people and you feel bad for them. Right. You know what I mean? But wow. That, so that's a really good point, man. I like that. I like, that. I never even thought of that. Yeah, and Chris and they, teaches guitar lessons for a living full time. Like Chris is jammed up doing it online. Plus you've got, you know, I mean, you see it. So yeah, yeah. No, that's cool. As I, as I do teach some kids who, who have a hard time getting in and out. So I teach them online guitar and stuff. Cause that's, so yeah, but that's that, right. I never that thought of that. Daryl, that's great. One. It's a great point. Yeah. That was a huge one. And the fact that they're able to chat and communicate and they're getting their answers, you know, uh, from the industry professionals. So we're a part that, of it now, right? That's great. That was huge. Yeah. That, that was, uh, one of the feel good moments after when we got that kind of feedback from it. So, um, we're looking to keep spreading that message mm-hmm. even further because, uh, I, I think that there's actually so much opportunity through this to do a lot of good in the community. And, and uh, that's been a big part of our message as well. Uh, I know there's a lot of negativity. Uh, you know, I've seen some online fighting, like this is a hoax, this isn't, all that kind of stuff. But we, we're just trying to be a positive message for uh, the music community while we get through this. Awesome. So I can get behind we, that. We, um, instead of taking questions from the audience, for instance, we're actually going we to, um, we have a kid that's been with us for a long time. <laughs> guy named James that actually Chris and I of course played in a band together for years. And then I moved out here and, you know, got into management, did all this other stuff kind of out of it. And Chris continued on and James actually joined our old band and has been trucking along, doing all the right things. I think that he's been trying to do, uh, making their own videos, doing everything. But we were like, you know what, why don't we bring him in for a minute and we can do a, a live question for a minute. Cause I'm sure he's got a, f- a few of them. And um, I think he's going to have more questions from the artist perspective. Who's actually doing it right now, trying to break and trying to do everything. So I'm going to bring in a, a, a kid named James Shaw. Not really a kid anymore. He was a kid oh, when I left. I, I still think of him as a kid as well, James. Cause yeah. see if I don't think of James as a kid that I feel old. <laughs> can't, have a, can't have yeah. that. Right. It's a, it's a, it's a, it's a, a challenge that never ends. And, and I, I mean, all those stuff going aside, the, 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 um, with the COVID and, and the lack of the concert industry and all the rest of it, um, the journey is the same. You still have to try to break through. You still sure. have to try to, to, um, 
Uh, there he is. You still have to try to break through and you still have to try to get people to, to pay attention to your product and all the rest of it. So James has been doing it. So there he is, Daryl. Does he look like a kid? Because we call it, we're calling you a kid, There's James. There's a kid. <laughs> hey, James, yeah, I guess not many kids have beards. Absolutely. How are you, buddy? James, yours, James? This is Uh-oh. the tech Uh-oh. problem. Of that, uh... He's got the mute button on. No, he's not muted. You can hear us, James? Yes. Oh, you can? Oh, he no, can hear, hear him. can't hear him, so you don't have your we microphone. We can't hear you. He hasn't assigned it. This is the new Zoom thing. The pivot and the unmute and the whole thing. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Last hey. year's last year's catchphrase was, you're on mute. <laughs> still this, is. This year's catchphrase, you're still on mute. <laughs> Are you there, James? Nope. Nope. We don't Hello. got him. We don't got him. So, um, uh, anyways. You could, you could type it in the chat. But yeah, you type uh, your questions in the chat. Can Darryl, I see the um, chat? I is there any can. online performances that are all conference based? What's going on with Indy 101? Uh, for the most part, we're all conference right now. Um, there, there's a lot of stuff going on with online performances, and mm-hmm. uh, there's a lot of gray. Uh, and it, it, a lot of people don't really think about this, and they're just doing them. But um, when it comes to rights and royalties, it's being figured out and it's not really clear. And there's, there's about eight different scenarios that you have to worry about as a presenter. And so if you have a live performance and it's being beamed out, that's considered a performance. And it's just like you have an artist performing on stage, therefore there's so can royalties to be collected. Hmm. Then the, the other factor is if you are recording it, well then now that's a recording royalty and then if you are storing it, that's a different type of royalty. And then if you post it somewhere, that's a distribution royalty. And then it turns into who's the audience. And then if it gets international, then now you're dealing with the international PROs. And uh, the real factor is, and, and I know this because for Indie Week and Screen by Screen, we had lawyers do a session an information session talking about this exact stuff. Oh. And, and the other part is uh, for a song to be performed through this live streaming online, that kind of stuff, you need mm-hmm. written consent from every songwriter for every song. Wow. To be protected. Right. Um, so, uh, you know, we just don't have that, you know, Marvel legal team to uh, take care of this for us. So we're, uh, we're, we're kind of treading carefully with just conference stuff right now. Um, we do have some private showcasing that we haven't even announced or anything, but there's some private showcasing of select artists where it's not a public showcase. So we don't have to worry about those types of royalties. And what we're really trying to do is connect certain artists to industry that could turn into uh, booked performances online Hmm. or in person uh, in the next 12 months. So, and we're inviting about uh, 50 or 60 international reps to uh, participate in that. So it's all pre-recorded material, um, but we're connecting the artist representatives with the international reps after viewing the videos. So James, how are you doing there? Yeah. Oh, there, there we go. go. There there we go. go. Yay. <laughs> He's alive. He has a James, voice. Meet, uh, meet Daryl from Indie Week. Nice uh, to meet you. Hi, James. And, uh, James is an old friend of ours, a musician mm-hmm. that's uh, struggling. No, musician, yes. 
uh, trying to break through. And uh, we got no better time than right now. Indie Week's on the way. Uh, Indie 101 Week is on the way um, April 20th to 24th. And Daryl is here to talk about it. But I thought, James, you probably have a couple of questions about trying to break through uh, and getting some advice from Daryl. So uh, anything that you want to bring, my friend, go ahead. How many hours does it take to get comfortable at playing to a camera? I could ask Chris this, uh, this question too, actually. I don't perform in front of the camera. I just talk. And man, you know me, James. I can just talk and talk and talk. That's yeah. Hours, I don't know performing, but the one thing I would say is uh, do it consistently. Mm-hmm. And, and uh, like, for instance, uh, I just know through our own doing Indie Weekly every Tuesday, I got to tell you, the first couple of times, it's like, is anyone going to be here? I don't know. What's it going to be like? I don't know. And so it's a huge question mark. And the more you do it, the more confident you get just like mm-hmm. performing. Um, we just did a break over the Christmas holidays of like two months. And I remember our first one back is like, Oh, how do we do this again? <laughs> so, so by not, by taking that break, it, we actually were kind of rusty when we came back. And, and so consistency is the key. Same time, same day, same length, same type of format. And uh, it's, it's really kind of like when I've worked with developing artists, it's kind of like, you know, how do you get good at a show? Play the same set every time, wear the same clothes, build your brand, you know, and it gets easier when you do that. Um, familiarity makes it easier for the personality to come out. I hear you. Good advice. Right on. What are you working on right now, James? You're building, you're, you're constantly writing music, but uh, what's the um, band stuff situation for you right now? Um, I, uh, I put out a solo, my first solo EP last summer. Mm-hmm. And yeah, what's the uh, name of that? Tell us a little bit about that, buddy. Uh, it's uh, going by my name, James Shaw, and then the album's called uh, "Go Rude Boy Go." It's um, very influenced by the tradi- traditional, like ska, rock, steady, reggae, yeah. uh, kind of like that late '60s period. Um, cool. Yeah. Well, I was I've always played like punk rock and ska punk and stuff, and I just kept kind of leaning towards what I liked most. So this one, this <laughs> is a little more ska focused than your past bands. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. And, um, yeah, I, I wrote all the songs on acoustic and then just kind of like did them at the tempo that I felt most comfortable. Cause a lot of time when you're in a band, the songs speed up, like mm-hmm. they speed right up. Right. Yeah. Um, Is it, so who else played on your album? You had players on there as well, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, my girlfriend, Jen Fiorentino. Um, mm-hmm. she's, how's Jen uh, doing? She's doing great. She's doing great. Awesome. She, yeah. Um, I, I don't know if like if you checked out her YouTube page at all but uh she's has some youtube fame she mm-hmm. uh broke the two million mark on one of her videos wow good for her yeah. um so in the winter she killed it she did like because she's kind of got a following for her punk rock covers and yeah. she did like five of them over the winter and wow. uh, kind of got back in the game and yeah nice. very, very proud of her so she plays on your album yeah yeah she does uh she does lead guitar or like kind of just um um, Eddie Van Halen solos? <laughs> not no? quite. Not or, quite. Or, okay. Yeah, yeah. More, more just like filling it out and stuff. Um, totally cool. Yeah, and then uh, she does harmonies, mm-hmm. and um, and we both do percussion together. We both. Wow. Percussion. So she was in there helping out a lot. She is. Uh, that's cool. Well, it was lockdown. Like it was yeah, I was gonna say. You guys, I was just gonna say you guys were yeah. stuck together anyway. Yeah. So we either kill each other or we make an album. <laughs> it was something like that. Yeah. Exactly. Had all this right time on, to be buddy. like, all right, let's do it. 
Now, James, did you make a list? Did you make a list of going in a traditional list? And Daryl, I want to ask you about this list that bands would traditionally make, at least when Chris and I were trying to break, which was like <laughs> record it, the demo, make the bio, you know, it was EPK. Yeah. That's the send EPKs them to as many huge. people as you can. So Stickers. Shaw, when you, when you made the, you know, your music, did you have a checklist that you thought you needed to follow to try to get it out there versus a checklist that Daryl would be like, well, you got six of them right but you're still missing (laughs) these ones or whatever is there sort of was there a checklist and then what do you think of his checklist daryl um for me it it was it was just kind of do it because i have to because it's in Mm -hmm. me and i need to do it um but my my producer actually he helped me out a lot uh mitch girio uh from scarborough he's by the bluffs um he has a slow cooker uh little studio in his in his basement and he he gave me the lists with all the stuff, all the people to send it to, all the things to do. I'm not going to lie. I didn't do them all, but I tried. <laughs> I tried. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and it, it, it does help for sure. Absolutely. I, 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 I promise that I would have done, I did more stuff like pushing it on, on Facebook and different social medias, like, and spreading it out over, over time, which I wouldn't have done. I would have just been like, here it is. And then you can't even play shows. So how are you building that? Right. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. I I think it helped for sure. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Daryl, is there anything he's not thinking about that you've learned? Uh, no, but I, that you've learned. I'm just saying it, it just in the last year with the, with the, with the lockdown that you're like, wow, some of these bands are doing this. And I didn't even think about it. it. Even I didn't like, even we didn't think about it. And look at what, what it's happening. Is there something that you think James might not be thinking about right now? I, I think it's common with most artists is they often they'll create it and then put it out and then promote it when it's, the Avengers way is say it's coming out in a year or whatever and promote, promote and reveal. And, and so before a song comes out, I really tell an artist, you got to think like six to 12 months in advance. And often it's like, Hey, like I literally, so I also do the CD baby rep for Canada. I do all the marketing for them and I'll get like a text on Thursday. Hey, I'm in the studio. I should have it mastered tomorrow. Could it be out on Tuesday? And I'm like, who even knows it's coming? Yeah. No ah, one. Good point. Good point. So people tend to put it out and then they think about advertising and marketing where, and I, again, I've mentioned, I use Endgame and Avengers as the example. I actually have done a case study of it. They announced four and a half years, the exact date it's going to come out. And it's like no director, no script, nothing. But as it, gets revealed they'd be like here's the sketch of what this costume is going to look like oh what kind of iron man suit is it going to be what kind of spider-man suit is it going to be Mm. and and you know here's the poster like remember even like then they didn't even release the name and remember like oh what's it called i and they would put out a trailer and people like i think it's called endgame right so so they build hype so what you want is so when you put a release out 
people are actually aware and waiting for it, not the other way around. And, and you're building hype. And then often people are like, oh, I got to get on a playlist. Well, if it's like, hi, I'm an artist. Here's a song. Could I get on a playlist? And go, I don't even know who you are. I don't even know if there's any buzz. I've got a thousand other tracks and a hundred artists have buzz. So I'm going to pick them. So it's really marketing, 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 marketing. And, and often also pre-COVID, artists would take their, I would go, what's your budget for the CD or recording that you did? You should take 60% of that and put it into advertising, right? And people go, oh, well, I, I need to record. I'm like, you just need one really good song, mm-hmm. not 10. So do six songs, do four songs, and take that money and put it into advertising and marketing. And, and you got to get the wheels turning so that people know about you. Um, otherwise it's such a hard battle. And, and I got to say organic growth, unless you're doing the machine. And I could talk a bit about that because I actually use that in building Indie Week online and all of what we're doing. It, organic growth is pretty much dead, right? Mm. And people go, oh, I posted it. Cool. Your five friends saw it. Amazing. Right. And, and you got to work on growth because growth is, and I use this for how we're building our business online. I've had to for the last 12 months is who is the new people hearing about you and who's the new people attending what you're doing, not your friends, family, and fans. Fans are great, but you need more fans. So I really highly say you need to reach out to the people who have no idea who you are and that's growth. Right. And, and so just to give you an example, we launched uh, Indie Week, did it, and then we're like, man, we got to do more. So in December, came up with an idea called Screen by Screen. We're going to do a music and tech conference. We had to create the brand, create the website, announce the date, concept. Mm-hmm. Nobody knows it existed at all, mm-hmm. especially like in February. And I'm like, oh, amazing, Daryl. Uh, we're in December. We're going to go through Christmas, New Year's. We'll be in January. And then it'll be a month to promote this thing. So uh, just to give you an idea, I literally went through my LinkedIn and I personally talked to 600 people. Holy cow. That's right? dedication, man. That's putting the work in. That's for sure. Holy smokes. Right. 600 people that man. did not know screen by screen existed. Mm-hmm. 200 of them showed up. Mm-hmm. Right. And, and the, I've done the numbers and it works in live shows. It's about 30% of who you talk to or who say they'll show up, 30% will show up. So it's kind of like, if you want a thousand people, you got to talk to 3000 people. If you want 500, you got to talk to 1500 and it's, it's old school mentality. And I remember postering twice a week on queen street, young street, Spadina. And I remember flyering all the time. Mm -hmm. So it's the digital flyering, just talk to people, but what you don't want to do. And I get this from people all the time. And I swear, I just hit delete. I don't even give them a time of day. Hi, I'm an artist. Here's my song. Here's my video. Here's my bio. Here's the, 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 I did no time delete. Right. I don't even know who you are. It's more like, Hey, saw you're working on some really cool stuff. Want to talk about it? And it's a conversation now. It's called water. That's the key. Yeah. It's called water. Yeah. I, 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 they talk about that for building 
Twitter followers and everything. I mean, Gary V is the prime example of that, where he had to launch an online wine company. And how did he do it? Talk to people. 500 tweets a day, wow. invading people's conversations and oh, saying, smokes. like, I love that, uh, you know, the, the Chardonnay or I love this, uh, whatever. Mm. And they would go on and on and on and on and on. And he would, what they call water cooler. And that was water cooling just to build a Twitter base. I got to yeah. say that you got to double down on it for anything. And Chris, you're doing that now with, you got the comic book out. And oh, yeah. And I have been, that's funny. Sorry, that, conversation. The, we started uh, pumping it, planting the seeds, as I like to say, six months in advance. But again, I'm a, like you, Marvel, like I've been reading Marvel comics since I was like six years old. So I, I'm the kind of the go-to guy to, well, what happened in the comics? And I'm like, this happened. So it could be this, this, or this, you know what I mean? <laughs> um, but th- that's what I did, buddy. So I started a comic company, um, because I'm, I'm mainly a teacher now. So I started a comic company, Machete Comics, and I started it six months before I did the uh, just the actual online comic book. So, and now I'm uh, about a month away from the physical release of the, uh, the the physical comic book. I can get it online right now, but I'm going to have it in stores in another month. So I guess that's, wow. So I promoted that for about eight, eight months before I did the actual physical copy. Um, and yeah, so I, that's, Totally. We're on the same page here, my friend. If you ever want to do a comic book, <laughs> I'm your guy, man. I think we'd work really well together. We'd create some rad stuff. But yeah, no, that's that, that that works, dude. Like that, that is the way to do it. Marvel is so smart with that too. And they have such a, a bounty full of uh, characters to choose from. And it's funny when you become a musician, like James is kind of the same way. You're like, who can I work with? You know what I mean? What do I got to work with here? And as a side, it's also in this day and age, how many instruments can you play? So, you know, I can record this one by myself. I'm not good at this one. So, you know, the Marvel method, man, you know, you use everything at, at, at your fingertips that you can and plant those seeds. Yes. Yeah, so I, I refer to it as like planting the seeds, right. Or taking yeah. that ball and just throwing it out there. If you don't throw the ball, like your talent and what you have, I think I might've told James this before. If you got a song, it's a ball. If you don't throw that ball, nobody's going to catch it. You know what I mean? That's so that was my smaller analogy. I use for students. Cause we wrote a song, put it online at least, you know what I mean? Like somebody's got to catch that song. Well, or else- you, you know, like in the old days, meaning like a couple of years ago, yeah. uh, the, the music biz kind of was like, don't say anything till it's ready. Like don't mm-hmm. do anything till it's perfect. Right. And, and the, the thing is now it's a secret. Great. Don't tell anybody. No one knows it's happening. Right. We're not in that age and everybody has like a 30 second or less attention span yep. about anything. And, and so it's frequency, right. And it's consistency. So leading up to a song, I would announce something, not like, hey, working on something cool. Hey, in the studio today. Oh, man, it sounded great. Like you build that you're doing something. Photo, maybe a video, not of of the instrument, but you could hear kind of the hook, right? Then maybe a live video Q&A on Facebook. And then maybe you do an acoustic live version of it, you know, and and you're building the story to it. And if you're going to do a release, I really recommend you release what I call the radio edit and the long form. So what artists tend to do just because digital, they just go, here's my song. And I'm like, cool. Four minute intro, not cool. Right. Nobody's going to hear it. So we're in the time of age. And I actually was on a clubhouse talk uh, a week ago where people were saying, you know what, we're going to start seeing songs that are 30 seconds long just for TikTok. Wow. Whole song. That's it. So 
we used to be in the age of radio edits. So that's like, take the intro out, cut the guitar solo, extend the chorus twice, double it up at the end and you're done. Right. So I would say for the platform on trying to get known, mix the song for the listener to digest it the way they would want to, not the way the artist would want to. And that's like a radio edit. Mm -hmm. Then you release the long form edit. Now you've got two releases of the same song. Mm -hmm. Then you do a, acoustic version an instrumental ver version you do a feature with somebody else and you do a remix so now you've got like eight versions of the same song out there but you spread it out over 12 months maybe 16 months and halfway through that you start your second single so now you're kind of releasing uh okay radio edit version of this one then long for format it two months later then Oh, you've got snippet of this other single coming up, then the instrumental version of the first single, and you've got this myriad of releases happening all the time. Wow. And, right? What a different beast it has become, right? Like, I, I, James, what, like, so the last time you played in a band was how long ago? Like, what, a year ago? Two years ago? Um, yeah, it was at the, the end of 2019. Okay, so how much has it changed just since then? Like, just... Mm -hmm. everything you know what i mean because i can remember making sure well, you got to make sure posters are everywhere posters are everywhere and the the guy at the venue would give you crap if you didn't have posters oh, i don't see any posters around yeah. town you know what i mean and now it's like well i don't see you sharing anything on facebook how come i'm not tagged in it you know it was like a talk. Yeah. so do you, do you notice that james just in that small time yeah well for me it was definitely like a little bit of a break though right because you're mm -hmm. you're constantly promoting you're constantly getting everyone together and making sure everyone's tight and it kind of, it, it created a little bit of a slowdown, a, like a calm where you could kind of refocus some ideas and have to be creative and figure out other ways to get the, the music out there. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's funny. You know what I, I like about what Daryl's saying though, is that it's just, it just, this doesn't just apply to music, man. You got like, that's like a, one of the secrets to succeed with something that just you're passionate about. Hey, Daryl. Yeah, absolutely. Like th this translates to anything, right? And, and uh, the key phrase that I've been using all along is people add value and that's it. So it's like, how many people can you have show up? That's how valuable you are. Right. And, and it's a tough one because, you know, there's the talks about artists get paid and this and that, but the hard part is our business is built on a percentage structure. We're all percentages, pieces of pie and all mm -hmm. that kind of stuff, right? How does the manager get paid? Well, 15, 20% of what the artist gets. Well, what is the artist making, right? How does the promoter get paid? Well, a percentage of ticket sales. How does the agent, well, percentage of ticket sales. And, and unfortunately, often it's the artist percentage that gets kind of last, what's left over. And, and so you actually have to make a ton of money to be able to make some money because it's a percentage business. And the way to do that is people. And I see so many artists again with on the CDB front. Well, how do, how do I get on this playlist? Cause that's going to, I'm like, that's not going to change anything. Mm -hmm. Like, sure. Great. People hear you, but you know, and it's, it goes also where people before were like, Oh, if I could only open for this band. And I'm like, that's a terrible business plan because if that worked great, all the tours, all the opening bands would also be famous, right? <laughs> and I go, who opened for Bon Jovi last time? 
Oh, yeah, you don't know. Nova. Aldo Nova did. (laughs) I remember Cinderella did back when I was a kid. (laughs) It was Aldo Nova. (laughs) But but this is the thing. If if, if opening for somebody else was such a great business plan, then Mm. everybody would be famous. And truthfully, those are buy-ons. You're uh, paying to get on that. I had Brian Brian from Tesla on last week, a couple weeks ago. Oh, amazing. Really? And he, yeah. And I'm he a huge had, fan of Tesla. Yeah. No, awesome. So am I. And we had this great chat. And I, and I, one of the questions I asked him was about how do you feel about, like, what was your actual feeling about the nineties kind of scene? Cause it sort of wiped everybody out, but there was some killer records in 94. Skid Row yeah, made a killer, yeah. like from that era, Skid Row made a killer record. Um, Tesla made killer record. Like um, if you're into that scene, they all made, really cool albums in 94 that got wiped out. And Brian's quote was, what do you mean we're over six months ago? We sold 700,000 records and they were like, it's over. Kurt Cobain just hit the right, the right chord and killed you all. Sorry. It's over. And he's like, what do you mean? And, and we, we circled back to like, I mean, they were like the bad company. They see, there was like a a rank there and there was a rank there when it comes to like, and it still exists. Now you think of your different tiers of bands that sell tickets, soft tickets, whatever there was a rank of like the poisons and the whatever that were doing stadiums and arenas. But then there was all these hard, all these other guys like Cinder, Cinderella was close, but Tesla was like the bad company. So they yeah. can go out and do a thousand people. They can do 2000 people every night. That's a career. And yeah. I always back to your point about being the opening band. They have been the opening band for the last 15 years for like Def Leppard. And like all, they just go out because everyone's <laughs> like, true. everyone's like, <laughs> Hey, you know what? They're going to go out and they're going to play the hits for 50 minutes, 45 minutes. And that's all anyone in the arena wants to hear because their attention span is short. But guys like me are like, well, no, I want, I want the deep cuts. And they're like, well, then you got to go see them live to get the deep cuts. And they've been able to carve out a thousand people, 2000 people per night. That's a career to me. Yeah. Stadiums, yeah. arenas, all that shit out of the equation, being able to announce you're going out to 50 dates and you got 2000 people everywhere. That's a career. And it comes back to the attention span. It comes back to the hard work. They're doing it. If Tesla is doing it, like putting out 15 pieces of content on one single, mm-hmm. every, if Tesla get it, every single person has to do it. They have That's to what, do it. And that applies to podcasts. To it applies to comic books. I mean, I'll, I'll spend, I spend, I spend a lot of time putting this out. Chris spends a lot of time putting this out between him yeah. and I, we do, I don't know, 25 pieces of content a week trying to get this out to, 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 to hone in on our listener base. So speaking, water cooling, getting people, hey, did you hear it last week? Hey, did you check this out? I mean, you want to tell yeah. kids to get into the music industry, tell them to learn that first. It's, mm-hmm. it's, it's talking. An instrument. <laughs> it, it's talking. And I've, I've talked to you, like I talk, do these talks for schools and stuff, yeah. and young people. And they're like, what do you mean? I'm like, talk to someone. Well, what do you mean? just talk. And they're like, mm-hmm. how, uh, start with hi. <laughs> yeah. How are you? What do you do? Like, like actually talk and stop promoting. Right. Mm. If you're promoting, promoting, promoting. Right. And there's a good, really great quote that I saw in a social media webinar a week ago. If you just talk about yourself, like me, 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 soon you're only talking to yourself Mm. because people will just start shutting you off. Mm. And I've seen that. Right. And so uh, the the thing is, it's just a conversation. 
and, and like I did this with a band that moved from Saskatchewan to Toronto. Like this is live and, and nobody knew them. And, and so I'm like, you got to talk to people. What do you mean? Talk to people. And like I knew the bovine was going to be the venue that they would play at. So I took them to the bovine, introduced them to the owner. And this was May or April and said to them, they're going to sell at your bar in October when they play here. And, and so we took that time and I, they're like, how do I, how do I get to people? And how do I know? Well, one, you know, you're playing the bovine. So you go to the bovine mm-hmm. and you walk to someone and go, Hey, how's it going? Cool. Well, you know, the bovine we're here just so you know, I'm going to be here in October playing. Would you want to check out my band and be really cool about it? Like not, would you like to check out my band? Here's my stuff. Just be like, Hey, we're here at the bovine. You know where this is at. Cause we're here. Could you be here on this date when my band is playing? And we said that to them in June, July, August, September. And later on, they were like, Hey, I already know. And, and later it turned into, Hey John, how are you? Yeah, cool, man. I'm so excited to see you guys. I'm going to bring a couple friends. And so now you're friends because you've seen each other over and over again and they want to bring people. And now you, it's it's crazy and, and so basically yeah they sold out the bovine their first show in toronto and the second and the third and that's how you create momentum and a buzz mm. because people are like who are these guys they like they're not even from here and they're selling out bands from here can't even sell out let alone three times so then you can take that as leverage because people like that kind of momentum and so then i went to the owner of the bovine and said i think their next show there should be a beer sponsor and uh you know the beer reps which one would probably work and can you introduce me to them and so now we've got an introduction to get a beer sponsor and and so that's how you can start doing that because again sponsors only going to care if you have people mm-hmm. and, and and a story so so we were able to do that and then use that leverage to get into other festivals and then they got a booking agent with it about six eight months and they toured north america twice off of that and what's the name so, of the band uh they were called the rabbit hole okay the industrial band uh and then stuff happened on the road and uh it's kind of self-destruct As well basically they first started <laughs> well well their first basically their drummer took a gig and with a band that was touring the world and then it was mm. hard to find the drummer to and then keyboardist singer hooked up and stuff like that so uh, that's always uh, but, the death of a band there we go but it, it's the thing is it's concentrated on people that's all i could say you know who pays your bills people um you, you know and and i would sort of like be in a meeting with an artist and they're kind of scoffing at it i'm like oh yeah watch this i'm just going to pick up my phone uh dave Grohl surprise acoustic set at the horseshoe happening in 30 minutes free for the next 50 people to get there do you think anybody would show up and they go, yeah, but, but that's Dave Grohl. And I'm like, well, it's your job to be Dave Grohl. It's your job to get to that level if that's what you want. If you want that, it's your job to do that. It's the work. And it's it's the work, right? Mm-hmm. James, are you having fun? Are you having fun so, with it still? Yeah, like being yeah, an indie artist. You- <laughs> of course I am. Of course I am. That's, yeah, that's why I do but, it. Well, and this is the thing is, you know what, with where we're at right now, you can build your own dialogue, the own, your own story and make it super fun. You know, one of the things that I did last year when we were starting Indie Weekly and stuff, I mailed stuff to some people (laughs) like, 
I actually was like, hey, I've got these, you know, extra cards and stuff. Like, does anybody want them? Yeah, cool. Send me your address and I'll mail it to you, you know? And, and that kind of st- personal touch turns people into like super fans and, and stuff love like that. that, you know? I love um, it. Remember the mail? It, <laughs> yeah. Well, sure. like, do the stuff that people aren't doing. We, yeah. we held mentorships. And what I would do. <laughs> is I would send a voice message by email to every single person that was attending our mentorships, mm. you know? And, and so instead of a, a typed out message, they actually heard my voice, you know, Hey, uh, John, really cool. Uh, thinking about our last session. And I thought this could apply to you. Here's a couple links. I'll send it to you. Think about it. Ask me any questions in our next session. Takes two minutes, fire it off. And just think, what does that person think when they receive that? in an email and not expecting it. Yeah. Like people, I got replies back like right away and going, wow, this is really cool. I'm going to check those links out right away. Um, As an artist, you can reach out to every single fan. Like you've never been able to before. Um, Yeah. um, I, I'd like to add uh, for me, it was, it was kind of like I've been doing it for, 10 12 years and always doing like the local thing in toronto and bringing out friends and then building uh, like and it was weird this year to go to the digital thing and reach out to people and find obviously i'm doing ska music i type in ska radio how many groups and pages and different things come up that i can reach out to and be like hey check this out if you like it like and like you said start the right, conversation. But be careful on the check it out part start yeah. a conversation first Yes. That's it. Yeah. Like I actually, I actually talked about this type of example to my staff and I literally, after I gave this example, it happened on my street. I took photos and sent it to them. And it's like, have you ever been approached by somebody handing out samples and go, Hey, free sample. And you're like, yeah. no, go away. Right. And it's like, Hey, we just opened this burger shop right here. And like, we really feel we have the best burgers. I'd like you to try one. Would you just, be interested and that's a conversation not mm-hmm. hey take this <laughs> i don't want it yeah like, no, I, like I, that's, I do hilarious. that i'm like hey check out my new stuff and that's it yeah. like that yeah. i i'm really bad for that the old yeah. school way just like you know shoving it in people's face here check it out check it out yeah. not trying to be friendly with it which and, i'm the opposite if you meet me like you got to get around three sentences of how you're doing before i get to what my question to you right i'm very i'm i'm very cordial. Yeah. But, but, uh, but it's, it's, it's conversations like that's, that's, mid, that's man. the yeah. start, you know? And, yep. and I've been very lucky because it's actually turned into like really snowballing because sometimes people are like, Hey, I'm not interested, but my friend will be, can I introduce you to him? And like, now I'm talking to somebody I didn't even plan on talking to. And that's led to like, I'm talking to some AI companies in New York. We talked to a CEO for a, a tech company in Japan um, also one of the top music publishers came to screen by screen because of hearing it from somebody I talked to nice. recommended that, nice. you, you know, like that's the other thing is when you talk to people, they know people and if they mm-hmm. pass it on now, this, what ends up happening is exponential unplanned growth, right? If I talk to 600 people and half of them talk to one person, all of a sudden that circle is extended beyond my circle. And I didn't even know that. Mm-hmm. And, and so, so it's really cool. Like you can happen, but consistency. And so uh, just on my own socials, I tried this a long time ago. I can't remember how many years, 
But if you go to my Facebook, I've got 5,000 fans or friends, whatever. I hit the limit. And it was basically on, I wonder what the limit is. And I just talk, talk to people. And like, hey, blah, 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 add a, and then I hit the limit. On LinkedIn, um, year before COVID, I went through an exercise. I was at about 5,000, 6,000 in May. And I said, I want to be 10,000 by October. And I literally connected to 20 people a day every single day. And at literally October 1st, it actually happened 10,000 mm -hmm. on that day. And I'm close to 13,000 now. Um, and I, I haven't even been trying, but it's, it's now what I've seen as well is when you kind of hit a certain number, all of a sudden it takes off and then mm -hmm. they're coming to you and you're not even trying. So um, people add value. That's all I could say. And uh, having a digital background, I always say, if nobody signed up to Facebook, it would be a blue bar and a logo. If nobody signed to Twitter, it'd be a blue bar and a logo. If nobody signed up to LinkedIn, it'd be a blue bar and a logo. We've, it, it's only valuable because people add to, to it by contributing content, sharing, liking, exactly. and all if that nobody content. signed up for Facebook, MySpace would still be around. It is. I'd, be fine yeah. <laughs> I'd still be waiting for the page to load. Yeah, right right. On. but all those successful platforms are only successful because people have contributed to mm -hmm. them. Yeah. Right. That, and yeah, this, definitely. The owners aren't even contributing to the dialogue of it. Actually. They just said, Hey everybody, here's a playground. You could just talk and post stuff. And people did. And the owners and creators just sat back and watched it take off. And mm -hmm. it's, oh, it's yeah. crazy. And, true. and, and I think they're making money. So, so I, I kind of look at that. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I tell you, man, after listening uh, to your advice and stuff tonight, Daryl, I can't wait to like, uh, I have two offices upstairs that I run my comic company out of. It's, it's, we have the computer room and the drawing room and I can't wait to, my wife's my, my business partner on that. She does all the computer stuff and I do the drawing. I can't wait to reflect some of these. Well, she's with me here because she's the producer as well. So we're both listening to you and I can't wait to have like our business meeting tomorrow morning and go over, use and put some of your ideas to use. Because again, I really connected with your, what you're saying, being the, of course, re relating it to Marvel, I immediately understood what you were talking <laughs> about in the first five seconds. Like, you know what I mean? That's me though. I'm, and then after hearing everything you had to say though, I'm stoked about tomorrow, Daryl. I want to thank you for being on here, man. That was great. Oh man, thank you, and and I would love to connect with you on your comics and and. Well, that's great, dude. Yeah, we'll stay in touch after this for sure. Well, we're gonna keep going. We're gonna uh, we're gonna wrap in a in a minute here, but uh, mm -hmm. uh, when before let's let uh, let James get out of here, and then we'll we'll we'll, we'll uh, circle around with Daryl. Uh, James, where can we hear you, James? Tell yeah, us. thanks for coming <laughs> on, buddy. And we'll try to get you some passes for the festival too, so which is great. So, yeah, James. Uh, James, actually, before anything, just look me up, message me. I'll give you passes, and I'd love to hear your music. Reach there out to go, him buddy. first. Don't send him the music first. <laughs> no, no. Say, hey, buddy, how's it going? conversation <laughs> first. It's good. Yeah. It's yeah. good. <laughs> what was that, Remember man? Me? Tesla you liked or something? Yes. Right. You better love find Tesla. that. There you go. I saw them, I, and I did see them open for Def Leppard. And then I think and I poison. saw them open for Motley. Yep, that's right. Poison and Def Leppard. And I think Motley Crue. And something else. I've seen them about five times. They're great. They guys. talk about it on the Brenton on Tour podcast. Anyway, well, there you go. I'll, I'll I just sent it to you, Daryl. So there you go, James. Where can we find you, buddy? Let's uh, let's get you out of here. But then, uh, yeah, thanks. Yeah, yeah. I'm on all uh, platforms uh, like Facebook, Instagram, YouTube. Um, James Shaw. If you search the album "Go Rude Boy Go," I'm popping up, and uh, you can stream me on Spotify, Apple Music, 
wherever you like to stream music. Um, I have four uh, old school sounding lo-fi songs uh, that I hope you'll dig. And then uh, I have uh, four more that I'm working on right now. They're, uh, they're like halfway done. Finally putting that death metal record out, aren't you? <laughs> you know it. <laughs> I got, Thanks, I got a weird Al Yankovic style album in the can. I'm going to have to get you involved. In. <laughs> Thanks James. So, Come yeah, back anytime, buddy. And Thanks, uh, James. really Love appreciate you, brother. you coming on, man. And uh, we'll get you back on when we're, we're going to do a, a stuff reunion, the album stuff reunion. And we're going to get Very you back cool. on with the whole it's 25 years since our record came out. So we're yeah. Gonna, so we're, we're going to get you back on for that one, buddy. What was I 10 when you gave it to me? I think. We went oh, copper. We went copper. Know. So we're going to talk to Ed. Hey, Daryl, we're going to talk to everyone that bought it that got us a copper record. And I think that's around a thousand. There you go. A thousand there you people. Go. We're going to call a thousand people. James, yeah, thanks, thanks, man. James. We'll talk Thank to you, you soon, buddy. Very nice to meet you, Daryl. Thanks, James. Have a good awesome one, to see you, man. What a great guy. I've always liked James. James has always been a very true, like, we, again, we've known him since he was pretty young. He's watched our band and he's always just had such a true uh a pure music yeah. spirit like he, he when he plays you can tell you know when you see somebody playing they're kind of like going through the motions every time i saw james play he just that passion he left his soul on the stage and i love that i love that that's why we asked him to um fill in on be a guitar player in anytime we did a reunion because he's just and he was always like yes yes and his that, band was doing really well at that time so it was like it, it was would be like me joining tesla it would be and then like brent you want to play drums <laughs> for troy when he can't wake up ah, yeah <laughs> <laughs> daryl um, Indie 101, give us the goods, buddy. Everything. Yeah, Indie 101, April 20th to 24th online. Uh, you can go to IndieWeek.com, Indie101.com. Uh, tickets right now, I believe, are 40 bucks for five days. Uh, but the beauty is that you get to actually go back and watch all the recordings for up to six months after the mm, wow. event. So that has also been pretty cool. We've actually sold tickets after an event for once that was crazy uh because people just wanted the recordings. i've been hearing about that though for a band have been have been like we sold a thousand tickets after it's like it's like seeing the show that you missed but you get a chance to actually see it people are yeah. like did you go to maple leaf gardens and check out bon jovi with aldo nova no we didn't <laughs> yeah it's, didn't. it's crazy and then it's the other thing too, the other thing too that's really important is networking as we've been talking and mm. basically you can connect with any speaker participant uh, through the platform. We've got discussion groups. We've got B2B sessions. Uh, engaging and interacting is the key while we're online right now. And then we really try to encourage that as much as we can. But uh, the focus of Indie 101 is taking a song from creation to the end, which means uh, songwriting, publishing, rights, royalties, distribution, marketing, social media, and monetizing, of course. So... Uh, that's it in a nutshell. Hopefully uh, cool. that works. <laughs> we'll have you back anytime to talk comics as well. Doesn't oh, dude. Any... Yeah. We, if you just, even if you just want to come on to talk comics anytime, you can that's always, right. so you can always oh. pimp your stuff at the end. Right. But we, we, we regularly go off. Like sometimes it just, it's the whole show of us talking about like, like uh, the Scarlet, the WandaVision show was a real big one. Cause there was so much confusion and I kind of knew it was going on kind of, you know what I mean? Like you can never fully know cause they always throw you a couple hooks, but you know, I knew, I knew about Agatha and I knew a lot of other things, which was cool. So we oh. always talk about that, dude. I, I have to, I have to get it out of my system. Right. We had this I guy, love yeah. this Ken stuff. Lashley on last That's week. He designed yeah, he, the artist of that was on last week. Oh, we read him oh, on last yeah. week. We, we How lucky cool stuff, are man. you guys? How lucky are you guys to talk to all these great people, man? I'm jealous. It's like, fun, buddy. It's uh, fun. Like, it's fun. Like I we'll come back anytime, man. Like, but yeah. it's your work, Daryl. Welcome back Darryl, anytime, it's a work, buddy. buddy. It's a work. Like yeah, it but, is. Like to get it to break through. 
You know what I mean? Oh, to is. break to break through like to your point about networking, Chris and I are like the 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 podcast itself is an is in a network, like a nerd network. There's like 30 pods that all share a Twitter feed. Sometimes you gotta turn it off because it's like if something happens, it's like CNN. It's like Oh, like, it's constantly yeah. going on. It's man. just it's constantly like, going. So we have to this. Turn it off. Did you hear this? Here's some more info right. on this. It's like, whoa. But uh, they're also like, if I send them a note saying, hey guys, how about a retweet? Mm-hmm. Within minutes, yeah. everyone's retweeted the episode. Very loyal oh, group that's of, amazing. of people. Yeah, which is cool. yeah. We do the same, but it's it's a work. You, you're, it's, it's who's coming up on Wednesday. Yeah. Then there's a clip wow. of this and that. So it goes and goes. So this is, this is a bit of a good thing for Chris and I, cause we were really busy with, with stuff that we're doing, but gets us a chance to just like bring guys like, like you just, on music, like comics, about this stuff. Cause nobody talks yeah. to me about comics. So like I really like I, 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 if you've seen any other podcast, I'll mention, I've never had any friends that like comics growing up. Right. Um, so when I, that's oh, why I think, that's why, yeah. Yeah, well, I think that's why I scored with when I teach kids, because for the first 10 minutes, it's like, hey, man, did you see Falcon? Oh, man. And we're going over and we love it, right? And our Star Wars, we talk about that for five, 10 minutes. And then we rock out. And then I and then I teach them the library of ACDC, basically, right? You know what I mean? <laughs> I, I always joke, I say, you know, back in black set my daughter through college because I taught it so many times. But I love it. Keeping rock and roll alive, right? If I can plug a friend of mine. Yes, in, you can. So in Brazil, so we had brought a band from Brazil for Indie Week called Etno. And one of the videos that really caught my attention is it's all illustrated and Mm -hmm. it looks amazing. And it was the drummer that did it. Mm -hmm. And his Instagram feed is crazy. He is so talented. His name's Tiago Palma. And I I just, anytime I can, like people looking for artwork, I've connected and and they've hired him right away. Uh, Nice. But he's he's in Brazil, so nobody really knows about him. But right. man, his artwork is off the hook. Like he should be drawing for Marvel or DC. Well, he's or- gonna be fairly known now because we're gonna Brent's gonna get his uh, deals there, and we're gonna tweet that out, and we're gonna make sure you that send it to me, Joe. You send it to me. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I sent you a Tesla. Ep- I sent you a Tesla episode. You send me your guy. Straight up, and then <laughs> all of us are gonna promote this because they're gonna all be talking about it on the water cooler. Absolutely. Was, like, I was on this, this was great, great episode, man. Great pod last night with these guys talking comics. Mm. Oh, man. It, it, anytime to talk comics, comics I'm in. Although I only really know the Marvel Universe right oh, now. Oh, that's fine. I'm so busy with the music stuff. I just not. I'm so tasking bad. you with learning DC then because. Uh, we don't oh, really talk no. about DC too much, though, that's dude. Like, I, like, my fault. No, no, it's, always been, it's usually <laughs> Star Wars or Marvel, right? Like, it's, it's usually. We didn't even. We haven't even hit the Snyder well, Cut because the, the DC guy hasn't science? seen it yet. Like, I don't have the crave. Yeah, I, I, you know. I think that's a sign of not talking to DC. Like, well, you know, I like. I'm sorry. I'm just like not down with DC at all. I just they, they keep. I don't know. That's been Daryl Hers from great. Indie Week, like, ladies and gentlemen. It. He. <laughs> all that's right. Because we we mentioned about that though too, right? Like we um we've talked with uh, we had uh, uh, Jeff on the bass player from Moist. Jeff Pierce. Oh yeah. Awesome he's a neighbor. Guy. He's a neighbor of mine. Right. So, um, we had him on he's like, yeah, man. What, oh no. Was it, sorry. Wait, was it now I'm just dropping names. Was it Brent Fitz? It said it was like, it was like Iron Maiden versus Judas Priest. You couldn't like it. It was, it was Maiden. It was uh, Brent had dropped the idea that you had to pick a side Maiden or priest. Right. But then I think sorry. we talked about it with Jeff. Oh, well. that's a tough one. Maybe we did. Yeah. So, so yeah, as, as I'm dropping, but see, this is the thing. Daryl's, we have all these musicians on, and all we talk about is like, show us, show us your toys. We'll bring out like old evil Knievel figures, or and we have a really good time doing that because yeah, we yeah. love to show off um, 
what we enjoy. Like, like, like from our childhood, they kept us going, man. That's like, yeah. and so we're always one of the nicest guys you can meet, man. I got well, you know Brent? Yeah, Brent's amazing. I got amazing. him on the show tomorrow. He's on my, uh, he's on my, there you uh, go. On the Brent on tour podcast. Oh, we're dude, talk. Gerald, he came to my school and performed, yeah. uh, uh, good times, bad times with my students at a school show for like, you know, 50 amazing parents that crammed into this little hall and I have it on video. Um, it's, it's us playing. Yeah. He's drums. We're, these little kids are jamming with him. We're playing good times, bad times. Led Zeppelin, man. Great. Great. Awesome. I mean, he's a great dude. Really nice guy. I'm, so yeah. another connection we all have a eh, Brent is the the Fitz connection. It Fitz always seems that we know somebody who knows Fitz. Fitz. And, it's crazy. It is buddy. It is. And yeah. the funny thing is, is that you can have a, you know, like anything there. Like, so we're talking indie. I really, I love what you're doing. I think it's fantastic for, for Holy. indie bands. I wish it, it was around in, in this interaction when we were trying to come through, because it would have been, we were trying to break. It was like, uh, you know, you can't, it was that old kind of like get them all in. Yeah. You know, it was the press kits and you know, it's like, Oh, you didn't bring, you know, the manager's not coming. Your publicist cam was always killer. Cam Carpenter who set this up. Great guy. Um, Cam's amazing, man. I gave me 20 bucks for a cab one time, which I think, well, uh, I think I have to pay him back still. I can't be watching. Uh, Chris has got my money. So um, Cam's got everybody's back, man. He's, he was amazing, but he was one of those guys that would do it. But we, we, uh, I wish you were around uh, in that capacity, at, at least, when we were doing it. And I think it's great that you're around doing this now for everybody, which is awesome. So, um, thanks guys. I really appreciate it. Yeah. Being able to come on and talk to everybody when we had fits on, we can talk anything. We're talking coffee tomorrow. We've had him on talking comics. So we want to bring you back to talk indie and all the rest of it, but we want to bring you back to talk movies and comics and all that stuff as well. Definitely buddy. Definitely. Totally down and throw in a PlayStation game or two. And and Oh, we're in. Okay. I'm, I, I love Dying Light. I am like, I've been. You guys just want to host this show together now because I'm an Xbox. We could do. We're gonna have to. We're gonna have. Yeah, I know. We keep edging. He's, you know, Christ. we got the Marvel. We got the PlayStation. He's over there with the DC and the Xbox. I don't know. Daryl, do you do drink? Do you drink alcohol, Daryl? Uh, once in a while, but okay. Uh, well, you're still on his side then. Yeah, I, I, I say he doesn't I, drink. I, he I drinks coffee. Drink I drink light beer. Yeah, anyway. yeah I I, I kind of <laughs> gave up a lot of that because I I I hit it pretty hard in my my youth and. Well, then you're going to get along with all, all of us then for that. Cause we did the exact same thing. We're still trying to, trying to recover from it, buddy. Uh, Darryl, so great to meet you, buddy. I'm, I'm so glad you came on the show and I got a chance to hang out with you, buddy. Yeah, this was fun guys. I, I love this. This is one of my favorite talks because nice. you, you know, we get to talk about a whole bunch of stuff and yeah, that's the best. Well, uh, come back anytime man chris will, will chris will send you the comic book uh in the well, i'm gonna mail. stay in touch with you buddy i'll get on we'll hit you up on uh on the yeah, social let's media do there stuff, and, man let's yeah. do stuff yeah i'll give you comic. i'll send you a copy of my new comic that'll be in another month and uh mm. all the stuff man in the mail he'll send I might, it in be, the mail. I might be able to get you a signed copy we, you know. <laughs> amazing that'd be great by me i'm gonna sign it say yeah, watch, <laughs> watch dc for it's like stan lee signing a batman <laughs> comic right Thanks, Daryl. Awesome. All right, Thanks, Darryl, see you, buddy. Have a great night, pal. You too. Thanks, guys. I really appreciate it. Anytime. Come back. Right now. Right on. That's good. Really good. And we stopped the rolling we, all night long. Wow. We. I thought we kind of want to keep this to around an hour and a half. This is good. No, I'm just saying. This is like. We're, you know what I mean? Like this is the. This is the goods you're getting, guys. You're getting the good stuff. Oh, sorry. Yeah. Great. Great thing going on with mm. um with what he's got going on with Indie Week and uh you know loves to tell a tale and I love it. He's got some stories. I'm sure we could do. We could do this once a month with him just talking all this kind of stuff. You know, and uh, and it would be great. I'm a big support or what they're doing. And, and when I had them on my show last time, they, you know, they sent me like a full 
pass for the online festival and wow. kind of like Mark That's did great. with us with the, uh, with Mar- yeah, just the like Mark festival. did with us with the film festival. So mm-hmm. uh, James, you're going to get a pass for the festival for coming on. Oh boy, uh, James. Well, you got a new friend there too, man. That's pretty so cool. So do you. Yes, here's music. Oh, I do. Oh yeah, of course. Yeah. Yeah. No, I know I do. Great. Well, he has to see James's music or hear James's music, man. That's yeah. That's this pretty great. cool, dude. Connected. You know, that was the thing when I was, when I was doing music, that's what you wanted for was like, you know, talking to somebody like that. And then, and then at the end of the conversation, you're waiting, you're waiting, you're waiting. Yeah, dude. Well, do you have something I can listen to? You're like, oh, yeah, right here. <laughs> you know what I mean? You're just waiting for that. Cause you don't want to be pushy. Right. But then when mm-hmm. somebody asks, Hey man, so send me your music. It's like, Oh, you know, and it, it's funny how it's all working around because it's because um, his, his publicist, Cam Carpenter. Hi, Cam, who set this up. Great guy. Always a huge supporter of indie stuff. And when Caliber was coming through, it was like, you know, who needs to hear this? This guy. And he put Jody Verneo on it with us. And oh, then Jody was amazing, dude. Yeah. He put it on Jody's radar. And then it ended up with like Ted and Dave Porter over at Universal like that. Those guys all just really supported it. They're legit dudes that were great. So. We had some, we got some of the best shows that I've ever played on um, during that time when when they were pimping mm-hmm. us around. That was and fun. here we are. That was dude. Fun. We're here like what twenty? What am I? Seventeen years later, eighteen years later from that time, and we're still Survived. talking about it. And yeah. Cam's still doing it. And he's still connecting all the dots. That's great. Fitz is still great. connected by everyone's dots, and here we are. So we're surrounded why don't by you, a good uh, music reconnect the dot on Skeletron because I want. Yeah, well, we'll do a major. We, so we've got our. Uh, our Patreon funding to produce our first comic book. Thank you to the people who helped us out. You know who you are. Brent's one of them. Dun, 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 yeah. And there's some other, some other folks out there that put the cap on it there. And we appreciate that. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much. Um, Amazing. Yeah, signed copies all the way around. So, mm-hmm. yeah. So we are going to, um, I, I don't have the details totally pressed out of the stores they're going to be in, but um, so I'll, I'll do, I'll do a, a, a real definite announcement of where you can buy it um, next week. But it okay. will be in locals. I'm thinking like Oshawa, definitely Kingston. Um, mm-hmm. And then I'll get it possibly, out here for sure. We're going to do possibly. So what's your area though? What, what, what area? Well, we're going to do Vancouver. I'm going to take it to golden age. Cause uh, those guys are big supporters of indies and I still right. have this. I'm going to take it to golden age. I'm also going to oh, take it that. down to toy traders, which is Kevin Smith's favorite. One of Kevin Smith's favorite shops in Langley, which you've been to, that's got the whole, yeah. amazing, the whole thing. So I'm going to take it to there. They got a whole indie section. So, you know, it'll be nationwide. So there'll be hundred copies printed. We're going to get hundred copies. So that means when this does hit, mm-hmm. <clears throat> That comic's going to be worth a lot of money. It's going to be like having the first Walking Dead if and when this story goes to something bigger than what I'm doing. Um, and and I, I'm going to keep people in on my uh, my journey, which I have, as Daryl was mentioning, mm-hmm. start early. Man, I started so early, which is, I got video of me online um, designing some pages that yeah. were like from the very first issue, just designing characters. So people have been with me watching from mm-hmm. the beginning and this is going to be a great journey. So not only did I successfully get the digital copy done and get it online, I got two digital copies online and now we have successfully got the funding uh, for issue number one. So it is Maybe. happening. I am doing it and <laughs> he's got myself on the back for a minute there, man. Yeah. Yeah. Harkening back to Mike, our, our, our co-host at the beginning, Barry Horowitz, buddy. Yep, Barry, the Barry Horowitz, Mike. There we go, buddy. I think I deserve that, so <laughs> I did it. Yeah. So anyway, and my wife was a huge, like, I couldn't have done it without my wife, yep, obviously. Absolutely. So. Lonnie Machete in the house. Way to go, Lonnie Rocking. Machete. Good job. Good job. So that was a great uh, episode. And, and I even uh, I even headed the, stuff. usually I'm the one that keeps talking like I am now, but I headed the wind-up on that. Did you catch that? Very nicely done. Dude, ho, ho, ho. I'm learning, Brent. I'm learning. Very nicely done. All right. We got to thank some people. Time to thank some yeah, people. Yeah, we got sh- our microphones, of course, right? Lonnie's got the new promo. Oh, do we have more promo? 
Oh, okay. Here it is right now then. Yeti microphones. Yes. Blue Swing. Yeti. The Blue Yeti. Uh, Elani, uh, yeah, we got the Blue Yeti X and we've got the MixFi headphones. You know, Chris, a little story about the Blue, uh, the, the MixFi headphones. Did you know that they're Grammy award winning headphones? No, I did not know that, but that's pretty well, styling. I like they them. are Grammy award winning headphones and um, the, the Blue Yeti X powers the Kids on the Escalator podcast. It powers the Kids on the Escalator Twitch and all the things we're doing doing over there. It powers the Brinson on Tour podcast and um, powers the Dean Blundell Network. So do you I just need a walkthrough on how to put this on my head correctly? Because well, I got You got to go and well, I don't know what's I think going it's my on head. now. It's got it's it's. I think it's my head, now, not the headphones, but. I've had my wife try and adjust it. And you it can just... design the shit out of a comic, people, but uh, trying to get headphones on them is a is a thing. Look at it. Um, I don't know what I'm doing wrong. It's my haircut. Thanks to our friends at DeanBlundell.com uh, for having us over there. They Hi, had Dean. an incredible podcast today that you have to go check out. It's, listen, without getting into it, but just getting into it a little bit. They had a hardcore radion. Hardcore what? Pardon? Righty. Righty. You know, right, left, right, and left. Hardcore righty. Oh, political. Political, like <laughs> going into the thing, anti-masker, anti-vax-ish kind of attitude. Canadian but or American? Kind of parting this thing. And Dean brought him on today. He's the only, I got, we gotta, they got to give Randy, it's Randy Hillier's his name. They had to give him credit for actually stepping up to the plate because they came at him with like, this is a religious thing. This is this, this is that. And he answered every single question. Whether people want to hear it or not, it's, you fucking have to listen to it. It's, it's wow. the first person I've heard from that side actually be willing to sit down and listen to five people, him, Lachlan, they all came at him and he took it. <laughs> so he took Wait, it. Was he, is he American or Canadian? No, he's Canadian. He's an MP. He's Canadian. Okay. Well, good for uh, him. He used to be in a party and then now he's kind of an independent, but anyways, I want to shout out to them. Um, how about I just couldn't believe that they were able to pull that off and get him on that show. And that's just do yourself a favor, friends, go listen to it. It's like two and a half hours. That's, that's a drive, but you gotta listen to it. It's a, it's a must listen. It's the first, one of the first must listens I've where I think everyone needs to pay attention to it. Cause it was a really great conversation. So thanks to them and the network and everybody for having us on there on a constant basis, consistently promoting our shit and helping us out and helping to build this thing. So kudos to that. There we go. That is the Kids on the Escalator podcast for another Tuesday. We got a WrestleMania preview next week. Um, it is the 25th anniversary of stuff of Chris and I's record coming up that we got to get to. Man, there's so many things. We got so many things. The Winter Soldier. I haven't had dinner yet. Winter Soldier like shit to cover. Yeah. Lots of stuff to cover. So um, thank you, everybody, for tuning in. Tune in thank next week. Please join us. I think it's episode number 25 next week. Could Good be. times. Rad dudes. Yeah. Peace. I'm Jeff Woods, and I'm shining a light on music and the rock stars who make it. He just was one of those people. He, he stood out. He was a magic guy. He really was a magic guy. All, we all have force. He had the same amount of force as we all have. This was before Led Zeppelin. Robert was full on. I mean, he was Led Zeppelin without the band behind him. He had the hair, the jeans, the whole thing, you know. And he was amazing. The Records and Rockstars podcast heard around the world and yours to hear wherever you get podcasts. All the episodes from JeffWoodsRadio.com. I'm Matt Kundle, host of the Sound Off Podcast, the show about podcast and broadcast. 
Since 2016, we've been speaking with amazing people who have populated your ears for decades. Legendary broadcasters, research wizards, talent experts, podcasters, voice talent. Almost 400 stories, all for free. Subscribe or follow the Sound Off Podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, or at soundoffpodcast.com.